At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everyone? This is Chris. This is The Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We have a huge, huge show today, and I know there is a ton of people out there ready for this interview. We're going to be talking to two co-founders of Trippin' Ape Tribe, one of the biggest projects out there. It minted recently. It's doing insane sales volume, uh, breaking records for Solana. I mean, what a time to have these guys on. We're so excited. So stay tuned, everyone. This is The Roadmap. All right, everyone. As I said, this is the roadmap. Benzinga's NFT show. We're going to be doing that interview in a couple minutes here. Before we get started, want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by FTX US, one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs with no transaction or withdrawal fees, and you can use your phone or computer. The FTX US trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more, click on the link in the description below and also in the chat. So shout out to FTX for sponsoring today's episode. And speaking of today's episode, again, a ton of people here. We got to get that like count up. Go ahead and smash that like button if you have not done so and subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel where you can get great content on stocks, crypto, and NFTs. We run this show Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And as you can see, the chat will be appearing on the screen live through the episode. I don't know if that's going to be a great idea today because you guys are already blowing it up. And yes, I've just got to throw it out there. It, of course, is not a cult, and I'm sure you're going to see that uh, throughout the episode. 
before I bring the guys on, want to talk a minute just real quick about Trip and Ape Tribe. Uh, we use data here uh, at Benzinga from Crypto Slam, which talks about the top NFT projects on a 24-hour, seven-day day and all-time basis. And on yesterday's episode, we went and took a look at 24 hours. And number one on the list was Trip and Ape Tribe and also... It was the first time that Solana NFT secondary market sales beat Ethereum on a 24-hour basis. And that is, of course, thanks in large part to Trippin' Ape Tribe, this 10,000 collection that we are going to hear more and more about. Uh, I'm seeing a floor price of 47.69 on Magic Eden, 49.99 on OpenSea. So excited. Uh, to get into this interview. Uh, so I think without further ado, it is time to bring on the co-founders of Trippin' Ape Tribe. So go ahead and show some love for Lesurgic and Danny. What's going on, guys? Hey, how's it going, going guys? On, man? Going great. I mean, I you guys can see the chat there on the screen. Uh, what a awesome community you guys have. This thing is going to be going nuts throughout the episode, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so we'll try to play along and keep up with the chat as well. Um, but yeah, great to have you guys on and super excited that you could join us, you know, the week of the Mint, right? Um, before we get into Trippin' Ape Tribe, one of the first questions uh, we always like to ask, you know, founders of projects is, you know, share a little bit about your journey, right? How did you get into crypto and NFTs prior to launching this project? So, Lesurgic, I'll start with you. Okay, cool. Um, and I just want to say uh, thanks so much for having us, Chris. Uh, we appreciate, you know, you giving us the platform to talk about the, uh, the madness of Trip and Ape Tribe. So, um, I started, uh, I got in crypto in the infamous uh, 2017 run um, pr and pretty late, mind you. So I, w you know, bought a bag, it went up like 4X. I thought it's going to go up another 10X and it didn't. It went down and, you know, I lost basically all of it. But um, so I held that bag um, kind of, you know, after that kind of fell out of it a little bit, um, but then bought up the, um, what was it? The COVID, the COVID dip. And ever since then, had really watched the charts, um, you know, learned a lot about leverage trading, started doing that. Uh, had a pretty big liquidation. One time I was in a club and never did that again. And, um, you know, but I've always just been like a, um, my my, um, my Twitter handle is DeFi Gem Hunt. So I was always like a, a low cap, um, you know, low market cap, like Hunter. And um, Danny and I actually used to um, just being really big into the shit coins, you know, meaning anything on like, basically anything on the Binance smart chain or, you know, Ethereum chain. Uh, through Uniswap and whether they're actual shit coins or not, but that's just what they're called. But um, yeah, so we used to just do that day in and day out. Um, and then how I got into NFTs was actually through Danny, but um, I'll probably get into this at some point. But so I run music festivals for a living and there's a, there's like a three month period where I had two festivals and I was so busy. I was completely out of the crypto game. This was like maybe July through beginning of October last year. And so I was out of the game um did did myself came back i hit up Danny. i was like yo like what's going on let's let's get back into it ready to go and uh he was like yeah man it's all about nfts now like me me and all the guys are just on nfts so i was like oh okay um and i had some exposure to it through um a friend of mine 
um, with the Hall of Fame Goat Lodge. They actually minted in July, and I was kind of talking with them because I actually threw a festival for them for the roadmap. And um, so I was there throughout that process. And back then, I was like, man, this is just weird and like wild. And um, yeah, so like that was my first exposure. And um, the first, you know, it's actually funny because the first one I actually had like in a wallet, technically didn't buy it, was at EDC Las Vegas. They had a, a Coinbase uh, like activation. Um, and I went there and you scan a QR code, you know, and you get it. So that was technically my first NFT. Um, the first one I bought, I can't remember. I think it was one of those. I, yeah, yeah. It was one of those stealth launches. It was called Eager Eagles. Um, and it, it and nothing happened with it. Like it yeah, just, I was going to say, I don't I don't know if I know that one. No, I don't think anyone does. Um, <laughs> it's, probably yeah. some, it's probably in some hidden folders out there. So, yeah, oh, I'm sure, you know, but I, uh, I was so, you know, I stayed pretty busy and like I kind of went right into like wanting to run a project. I minted some other stuff in between. Um, but basically since we kind of started on this in like, uh, late December, early January, I, I was too busy to like be minting. So I just would like buy on secondary. I just would like find projects I really believed in and, and did a lot of that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my intro to NFT story. Awesome. And Danny, over to you. Same question. You start with uh, crypto and NFTs before this. Um, yeah. So, you know, I have a pretty similar journey to Lysergic. Um, I started, you know, I, I got into crypto um, pretty early on. I think my first transaction on Coinbase was like 2015. Um, obviously, I, I sold, it was Bitcoin. And I sold it for like 260 bucks a piece, which was a Ooh. big L, but Ouch. You know, we, we learn from those. I think everybody has those stories in the crypto space. But, um, af, you know, after a while, kind of dabbled a little bit, you know, here and there um, while, you know, just working on working on other stuff in the in the real world. And then um, got back into it early 2000 and early last year, maybe February last year. I started getting real deep diving into, you know, trading, trading full time and um, stumbled upon you know, like the micro cap shitcoin games. Um, I don't know if, you know, you've heard of Hoge Finance or SafeMoon. Uh, when oh, those yeah. first came out, you know, got, you know, got into those pretty early. And yeah, kind of just stuck in the, stuck in, stuck to the micro caps for a while. Um, you know, with Lysergic, me and him, we like every day, every morning we'd wake up and, you know, try to hit pre-sales, just, you know, try, try to hop in early and just chase those pumps. Um, we, which, you know, we did pretty well. It was kind of like the golden age of Binance Smart Chain then. But after that, you know, um, it was maybe September, October. I, I really got into the NFT space. Uh, it, before that, you know, I, I was exposed to it. And earlier on, I tried, to, I tried to mint a Solana Punk in like June when they first minted. This was before Solana even had a marketplace to sell it on. <laughs> Uh, it took me forever to set up my wallet and get my soul in. And by the time I got the soul in, um, it had just sold out like three minutes prior. So yeah, I didn't get into that. And then, so the, my first, my first Solana NFT was actually eternal beings, which was Lil Uzi's, um, collection. Yeah. I got rugged on that. So that was a, a nice intro to Solana NFTs, but yeah, I'm still here, still kicking it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so for the past, let's see, it's been like seven months or so, seven, eight months. Um, yeah, so I've just been, just really been strictly into Solana NFTs, just had a good run where I was just kind of mincing everything. Um, obviously, that, that wasn't a good method. Uh, we went through a, a pretty rough Solana winter. So, but yeah, so 
that's uh it led me here um taught me a lot about you know how things how things happen in the solana nft market and yeah brought me here and making this project was allergic the surgic awesome so you know uh we've been doing this show for for months right and one of the big trends that we've seen lately is of course uh growth of solana nfts right i mean it, it used to be all ethereum right and that's all anyone talked about and we've really seen this uh you know surge in solana nfts so you guys launching this project you had a decision to make right you could go on any blockchain you wanted um with ethereum and solana you know the two most common why the decision to launch on solana versus ethereum not sure which one of you guys wants to uh, kick this one off uh I, I can take that so um basically we just we have been on the solana chain that's what we have that's the nfts we've bought i mean we've bought in, or we purchased very few on ethereum um and i don't know i think it's a, a lot of times for these you know for these people like or for you know dgens um it, it kind of just is which one you get into in the beginning right so like that's the one that we knew um that's the one that we were just comfortable with we knew other people in the space um so it just made sense although i will say we almost did launch on eth um because we were talking with someone who's kind of advising on the project who was just all about eth you know and he had us convinced for a second to almost go to ETH, but um, we made the call finally to just just do what we know, do what we like. Um, and so, you know, we launched on Solana. We, and then, you know, this was a long time ago, but then we kind of have seen this shift um, go over to, you know, Solana. And, you know, like you said in the beginning where um, on our mint day, you know, we, we finally eclipsed, um, you know, probably for a very short period of time, but we eclipsed um, the sales for, um solana nfts versus ethereum nfts which was um you know that's a, that's a pretty big moment i think um but yeah we're, we're seeing a lot of people start to understand the possibilities that are on solana so you know we're really excited about that danny anything else to add just the the decision to do solana yeah you know aside from the fact that you know we're we're really truly just solana dgens um one one big difference between solana and ethereum is really just the size of the Solana community. It's, you know, it's relatively small compared to ETH. But um, so it makes it so that, you know, if if a project really takes off and starts to gain some traction and attention, um, if a few of the right people are talking about it, then everybody's talking about it. You know, you either catch traction and take over Solana or you just, you kind of go unnoticed. And so, yeah, we, you know, if we, we, plan, we had a plan to come out with a splash and kind of draw all that attention and it seemed to work really well. Awesome. So you guys probably heard in that intro I gave you, uh, you know, we look at Crypto Slam. We, we use that on a weekly basis because it shows Ethereum and Solana projects. It's not perfect, but it does a good job of showing uh, sales volume. And in the past 24 hours, uh, you guys were number one and also Solana secondary sales past Ethereum for the first time ever on a 24 hour basis. Uh, can you guys just talk a little bit about, you know, what that means? Cause you guys are gonna be seen now as, you know, record breakers, leaders, um, and kind of helping to evolve the Solana side of, of the blockchain here. Danny, you wanna take that? Yeah, so, you know, with 
the way we came out the gates and kind of broke those records, um, obviously it puts a lot of attention on us and a lot of expectations. Uh, so, you know, there, there is a little bit of pressure there, but really that pressure is motivating more than anything. Um, so we, we understand that we kind of have a responsibility to, to kind of represent Solana and Solana NFTs. You know, obviously we, I don't see us as the face of Solana because there are plenty of other, you know, really big and great projects, you know, be, you know, in front of with great teams and builders behind them. But um, we've been put in this position. So it's, it really just motivates to, you know, grow this thing and build it out, uh, you know, as, as great as we can and really just um, make a big impact in the space. Awesome. So, you know, there, there's a lot of mystery uh, around your project, right? And I know a lot of that was, you know, intentional. Uh, we have this great website and we've got a lot of, uh, you know, some some hidden clues, some different things, but a lot of it centers around, you know, Chorles. So can you just break down a little bit, you know, who is this character? Uh, how did that name come out and when maybe will we get some more clues on uh, who, who this person leading the way uh, is? Yeah, so um, Charles is the is the elder ape who basically found the psychedelic bag from um, the, the Firefest 2 in our lore. And so he, um, you know, kind of went and experimented and like learned what these all are and then showed the rest of the tribe um kind of the beauty of these psychedelics and what they do right so um Charles is is kind of just the wise the all-knowing the the leader of this who um is going to lead us to Valhalla right so um mysterious creature um wise creature and just the 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 decision maker essentially um and sorry can you repeat I know there's a couple questions in in the questions yeah, just you know, when when maybe will we hear more about uh, this character? Yeah. I, I know we got a lot to talk about, but uh, just on yeah. the the Charles side. Yeah. So um, basically, we our our project is very heavily lore based, so it's a whole story that we're telling. So it's going to continue to be told. Hey, sorry, one second. I don't want my computer to die. Um, so we are basically creating this long story, and our utility revolves around the story. It 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 coincides with it completely. So the story of Charles will continue to evolve throughout the lifespan of the project. Um, and we have something we're in introducing that's kind of like a, a journey or a quest essentially. And that's where the story really evolves. So you'll get to understand more of what Charles is doing, um, more advancements in the tribe. And, and yeah, so it, it's going to be a long learning process and everything that we do will kind of come back to the lore and like, kind of what Charles is doing and envisioning. Danny, anything else to add on this uh, this character that's going to be, you know, the center of the project here? Yeah, so, um, you know, there's, you know, we we kind of drew, ref, you know, drew inspiration from a lot of other projects where, you know, the community likes to rally behind, like, um, like a central figure, um, you know, a powerful figure, pretty much like a strong leader. And um, obviously our lore is very cultish um, when you read it, but, you know, our tagline is it's not a cult. And so the whole idea is to, you know, build this cult-like community um, behind this, you know, big charismatic um, wise leader. And yeah, it's, it kind of just, it really just plays into our theme really well. 
Can you guys talk a little bit about this this journal we have, right? Charles Journal on the website. There's some hidden clues. I know you guys can't, you know, break anything, but maybe point people in places they should be, you know, looking at clues or, you know, is this journal have a lot of items that people can kind of read into? Um, yes, yes. That's the whole point of them. So, so the journal is our roadmap, you know, put out in a secretive fun way. Right. So the idea is that, um, you know, if you really read into those, you can at least get some sort of vague idea of what might happen. And that's where the speculation kind of becomes fun, right? Everyone in the community is, you know, even just, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday we released our third journal entry um, and the speculation just went nuts. Um, and a lot of people, um, I don't know if I want to say they got close, but a lot of people are, are, are figuring out like at least what to look for. Um, so this, this is kind of how we're revealing our roadmap. And it's, it's tricky because um, we haven't done anything just yet, but that is coming. And then they'll be able to look at that and be like, okay, it was, it was right here. And like, this is, you know, this is the kind of stuff we should be looking for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how we're going to be doing it. But we will say that things will become more clear as, as we go. Like um, there's going to be certain things like when we kind of start the whole, like the actual journey that we need to explain like how to do and what's the point of doing. Um, so, you know, the, the, the pre-mint and even the one we posted, um, was it on mint day? No, it was after it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, th those were meant to be pretty vague, but they will, they will really start to like evolve and like, you know, um, it, it'll just be a little more understanding of like what's actually going on. And, and one of the reasons is, you know, we're, we're actually trying to like, we're get we want to get to the point where we found, find our tribe, you know, there's, when, when any project launches, especially when it has a lot of hype, there's a lot of flippers, there's a lot of people taking profits, especially if they, you know, minted, right? I mean, the the floor went pretty high pretty quick. Um, so the um, the idea is at some point to really have an established group that's like, they're, they're in it for the long run. They're, they're trying to like, you know, um, be a part of the community, be a part of the project. And so um, I think we're getting there soon and we'll be able to kind of communicate a little more freely with them and, and, and directly, I think. Danny, how about you? Uh, anything to add here on the the journal? Why it's important, and maybe you know when uh, when we'll get more uh, details on what's hidden here. Yeah, so like Lysergic said, um, we the journals are you know kind of vague, and we we're going to get to a point where we're a little bit more specific about it. Um, so the idea is, so the journal is not really the only the only content piece that kind of hints at, at things. We also have Charles's transmissions um, where he, you know, puts out a audio message um, to also hint at some other things too. So we kind of pair those two together. But the idea is, you know, once we put out these journal entries, uh, we, you know, we want to make a more clear, concise announcement following like, you know, following those journal entries um, kind of just, so that way, you know, people can, we, we give some people, we give people some time to kind of speculate and decode the messages in the journal. And then once we put out an announcement, we can, you know, kind of give people that confirmation like, oh, yeah, like I was right. You know, I was right this whole time. I, I figured it out. So, it, you know, it kind of it makes it really fun and at the same time informative. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, the the chat's going crazy right now. And I know a lot of people ha have figured out some of the 
the different clues, the different things hidden um, there. But we, of course, wanted to, you know, break that down a little bit for people who maybe, uh, you know, are still searching. Uh, so there are three principles that are listed on the, the website for what drives the tribe forward. Community, identity, and innovation. Can you guys just talk about, you know, why these three things are so important for the project? Yeah, I mean, I, we so we we look at those as like, yeah, those are the pillars, essentially, right? And, and those, I think, could be kind of the pillars for any project, it's, unless, you know, um, they're like a really tech-driven project, um, then, then it might be a little different. But at the basis of any project is community. I mean, on Solana, when you look at like the really strong communities, like um, D-Gods is absolutely insane. Kets is like, I've described them before as like a rabid community. They're just like, they're all over the place. And if you say anything about Kets, like they're all over your posts, like, posting their emoji and, you know, just going nuts. And so kind of fostering that community is, is really the most important first step. And, you know, that was the idea with the first, you know, few days is like get the community in, like um, get them vibing with each other and all that. Now um, everyone seems to really want an announcement um, instead, but which will come, but um, yeah, we know that community is really the first step in any of these projects. And like I mentioned before, once we, we once we get through the flippers and we find these people who are like in it for the long haul, um, you know, we're going to do what we can to like take care of them, foster them, get to know them. Um, and then identity, I think comes from like, just like all these, the recent meta of the, the branding plays, like we are, again, like I said, we're not really a tech um, driven thing, although we do have some pretty deep tech in our utility. Um, but we're not looking to like put out like uh, sniper bots, uh, you know, for, for secondary markets or like, like some of the projects do, um. Which, which that stuff has its place. And I think so do projects like ours. So the identity part is just kind of establish uh, who we are, what we are, what we're trying to do, um, which, you know, will become again more apparent as we as we move, move forward. And it will be a lot of like um, cool stuff. You know, obviously, we're gonna have an IRL event focus. That's my background. Um, you know, there'll be there'll be some merch branding stuff, kind of kind of the standard stuff along with some, you know, some more high level stuff, we think. And you know, even down to like acquisitions. Um, and then that's kind of where we um, can also play into our lab, which is Valhalla Labs. So we have kind of two areas we can brand in. It can be any type of brand or, you know, a brand that makes sense to collaborate with a psychedelic project, you know, maybe again, a music festival, uh, you know, a, or countercultural stuff like skateboard companies, you know, snowboard, anything that's like kind of a little off the beaten path that might make a little more sense than, um, I don't know. I don't really have a good example. You know, Shopify, you know, collab with Doodles. I, I'm not sure that Shopify would collab with a, you know, project related to psychedelics, but maybe. I don't really know. Um, but then we have Valhalla Labs, which can form partnerships, do different types of types of acquisitions, and kind of just be its own entity that really is the parent company of Trip and Ape Tribe. So a couple different ways to kind of look at the branding from this. And 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 the reason behind Valhalla Labs was to give us that option, that more you know, I don't know if I want to say family friendly, but more general, like, you know, option to work with, you know, whoever. And it'll be the company that, you know, may or may not release another collection down the road. Um, so, you know, that's, we, we want to separate it off. So there's kind of two distinct entities there. Love that. Uh, Danny, anything to add on those three key pillars, um, you know, maybe why they're so important and how that's going to drive the project going forward? Yeah, for sure. Um, so with, you know, community, I think, you know, every every great project, every big project in order to really be successful is to have that strong community rally behind you. Um, because, 
you know, the, the biggest kind of like the, the biggest marketing tool you can have is to have, you know, thousands of people on Twitter rocking your PFP. And so, you know, that's kind of, that's just free marketing. Um, the community is going out and, you know, repping your project and, you know, just showing that they're proud of it. And, you know, if the right people are doing that, you know, there's the people that they influence are all going to want to join in with that. Um, so, you know, just having a strong community is really important um, for any project. And, you know, the bigger the community, the better. And so, you know, that that leads into the um, identity piece. You know, the Dan, community needs something. Need why don't you touch on innovation? Because I didn't, I didn't get to that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so with innovation, so, you know, we, there's obviously there's always like a specific meta that's going on in the space. And the thing with the NFT space is it moves really fast. And so you, you know, you have to be able to kind of um, pivot and adapt to the new metas, but, you know, you, with innovation, you, you want to do it in a different way than everyone's doing it. Um, you know, in order to kind of set yourself apart and, you know, really be noticed in the space is um, really you, you have to follow the meta, but at the same time, kind of do it in your own unique way. And that's, you know, that's really what we're trying to do. There's a lot of the ideas we have are, are kind of, they're, they're familiar. Um, you know, a lot of people are familiar with them and it's kind of um, pretty, they're common things, but the way we're doing them is, you know, new and unique. Um, you know, just that I, we just think that's important in order for, to put your project ahead and, you know, in ahead and in front of new people. Definitely. Uh, you know, speaking of community identity, um, you guys have, you know, one of your key pieces here is, of course, this uh, uh, it's a tribe, not a cult. Uh, either of you want to talk a little bit about, you know, where that came from and how that's going to help with uh, some branding here going forward? Yeah. So, um, you know, if you read into our lore, it would certainly suggest that it sounds like a little bit of a cult. Um, so we just want to make it clear that while it may seem that way, it is not that way. Um, but really, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, that's just like a, a fun piece of our lore that, you know, people can really latch on to, they can get excited about. Um, and, and that was the whole idea. Like it creates a really fun story. Um, and it it actually allows us to really evolve the story. And we were, we were actually just discussing um the other day if there's an end to it and how it ends and we came up with some pretty pretty fun ideas um so you know that that's really just like that piece that we thought people would latch onto and like run with um and they did and it, it kind of also goes into the branding portion of it where you know i you've seen the chat being you know spammed with it's not a cult and <laughs> um we just think that like taglines or you know any that, that kind of just furthers the identity of the project so um, when we came up with that, we, let me put it, let me back up. Actually, we had kind of a similar, similar lore at a certain point. Um, it's, it's, yeah, somewhat similar, I guess I would say, but we, uh, I was reading through it one night and I was like, man, like uh, all we're missing here is, is like a, a tribe leader. And this thing is, uh, you know, like some sort of weird, like, you know, not a cult, but like right on the edge. Right. Um, so we kind of talked about that and we're like, you know, I think we do something where, maybe it seems like it is, but it's, it's obviously it's not. Um, and then that not a cult thing becomes kind of our tagline, you know, the cult with the strike through. Um, so it just, yeah, it, it was made to be fun and just kind of a part of the story. 
Um, and, you know, we're really stoked that people are latching onto it. Cause I mean, it'll be part of, you know, merch. It's a part of our you know, different types of utility. Um, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a, the, the major part of our, our identity, at least as of now. Yeah, I mean, you just said merch. I know people were already asking about that in the chat. I mean, I'm not going to ask you when, but just hearing you say that, I'm excited about because I would love to rock some merch, you know, on a stream someday. I, mm -hmm. I think that would be awesome. Uh, Danny, anything to add there to, you know, the cult versus tribe and, and how everyone's latching on to that? Yeah, kind of just to follow up on what Lesurgy say, said, it's really, you know, it's the thing with NFT projects is people like NFTs because, you know, obviously there's monetary value in it, but what really keeps people around is really just the engagement and the fun of it. Like, you know, with having the story and having the story that we can kind of draw out and um, it's, it just, yeah, it just creates some, it's just some continued excitement and some, st something for people to really engage with. And um, yeah, they, they really latched onto the, it's not a cold thing. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's just cheeky and funny. Um, yeah. And I think it's, you know, the, the main demographic of, you know, Solana DGENs, it's, it's really just, it really is, is for them. Like it's, it's something that they all like. So yeah, it's just, it was just really important in order to capture our audience. I mean, you guys were strategic with that. You, you did that at launch, but are you surprised that, you know, the, it's not a cult, like really just became this huge rallying cry. I mean, you can see it in the chat right now. Everyone just typing it over and over and they, they are, they are fully in. Uh, does it surprise you that it went that far? Um, I, well, first of all, it was a pretty big surprise to us how big the following got in general. Right. So like saying, um, Saying that it wasn't a surprise, I think would be a lie. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely like, we're thrilled to see how how much it kind of caught on. We we knew it would be the tagline, but you know, when we started talking about this pre-launch, we didn't know if we'd go into Mint with 15,000 followers, 100,000 followers on Twitter. We didn't really think we'd ever get up to 400,000 followers, which is funny because people like seem to fault us for it. Um, and you know, they're like, it, it's, it's overhyped. And we're like, damn, we didn't like, we didn't even really do anything like it, you know, it's not really our fault that it got overhyped. Um, but you know, um, yeah, we, we, we didn't expect it to be this crazy. And now I think that, um, I think it makes sense. And especially with how hype we got, like it's, it's kind of the, it, as of right now, you know, without utility, like the community is just rallying around each other and just blasting that all over Twitter, blasting that all over the chat. So like, um, you know, we didn't expect it to be this crazy, but we'd love to see it for sure. Awesome. Uh, you know, I, I think we lost Danny there for a minute. Uh, I, I want to get into, uh, some of the traits, right? That's one of the fun things we always like to do here on the roadmap. We talk to founders of NFT collections. Uh, we talk to, you know, people who invest in NFTs and it's always fun to look, oh, there's Danny. Uh, it's always fun to look at the traits, right? And you guys, you know, we're, we're involved with, you know, creating these. So we would love to hear from you guys, the, the co-founders of the project, what are your favorite traits for Trippin' Ape Tribe? Um, it's a great question. I, I have a lot. Um, so <laughs> give as far give as us the, as many as you want. For sure. So as far as the furs, um, the, the mushroom fur, is definitely probably my favorite. Uh, it's one I chose for my PFP. Um, but 
the, one of the reasons that I love that one and so attached to it, it, it was one of the absolute like first ones that our artist Fig sent over, which was, you know, it, it was crazy. When he sends it over, like, holy shit, like, this is going to be awesome. Um, so I, I love that one. Uh, I think, it's, yeah, I think it's called Truman. Yeah. There we go. Love yep, it. So I love that one. Um, and then my other favorite fur is probably the OJ. Um, and I, I know we explained this a lot, but it, it wouldn't make a lot of sense why there's like an orange juice trait um, to a lot of people. But back in the day, um, and I'm talking when I was in like seventh, eighth grade, I remember hearing this rumor. And it's funny because all of our, like most of our partners heard the same thing where this guy took too much acid and he thought he was a glass of orange juice. And if someone like pushed him over, he would spill. Um, so that's kind of where that came from. And that, that was another one that like when Fig sent over, I was like, holy shit, like this actually looks like a glass and like there's orange juice sloshing around in it. And plus with like the OJ eyes right there, um, that was pretty killer. Um, yeah, that one's, I think I know who owns that one actually. Um, but yeah, and actually I, I do love, um, so we have a couple like, um, you know, they pay homage to like uh, Alice in Wonderland, like that white rabbit, um, the Mad Hatter hat. There's there's kind of like a blouse looking thing that I believe we also labeled Mad Hatter. Um, so th those are some of my favorites. And then um, some weird ones that might not seem to be like, like a popular. Oh, also, I think we have, you know, I, this is going to sound cocky, but I truly think we have some of the best laser eyes in the NFT game. Um, you know, so I, I do love those. It was just very electric, um, super cool. Um, a couple that are, are probably like not really revered by anybody else that I've always loved. I love the suspenders for some reason. I've always loved the suspender ones. Um, and then um, what's the other one? Oh, just like the beanie. For some reason, I love the beanie. Um, but yeah, there's some suspenders. Not sure why. They're just funny to me. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think those are... Uh, for the most part in the hud uh glasses which are very rare i believe awesome uh danny uh how about you um some of my favorite traits um one of my favorite traits is the patchwork denim jacket um i don't know i think it's the one that i'm wearing in my pfp i just think it's it's a real cool trait it's it's something that i would you know i would like to have in real life and i'd rock so, uh, you know, that's one of my favorites. And then I also like that that Valhalla home trait, too. Um, that, along with the crown trait, I just think, like, any NFT, any piece that we have that's wearing one of those really just, it just looks really cool. Um, and other than that, I think one the OJ, the orange juice trait is one of my favorites, too, um, you know, for the same reason that Lysergic likes it. You know, it's kind of... You know, it's it makes me nostalgic. It reminds it reminds me of like the times when I was a young kid, and um, you know, people using those scare tactics with this with this urban legend that you know if you take too much acid, you could turn into um, a, a a cup of orange juice for the rest of your life, and like never be able to be around people because you think you'd be spilled. Awesome. Which, which, uh, so which was just a absolute rumor that person <laughs> never existed. Yeah, no, I I love the orange juice one. I know Alyssa does too. Our producer, she she was looking at that one. Um, you you mentioned some of the Alice in Wonderland. The the white rabbit was one that I pointed out yesterday on our stream when we were looking at uh, traits. I really like the white rabbit on the shoulder. Um, I feel like I'm that way though with a lot of these NFT projects. Whenever.
like random like little moles or little characters that are like chilling on a shoulder or on top of yeah. the head uh, i feel like i'm drawn to to those so Wait, and we uh, have the um we have the mushroom head too that has like the the caterpillar yeah um, but instead of a caterpillar face it has the eight face um i, I love when fig did that one um yeah. and another another like set of traits that i don't know i'm sure some people have realized but um they're like fear and loathing based so it's like the the bucket hat um the the classic like orange sunglasses aviator style sunglasses the cigarette with the cigarette holder um and then the backcountry shirt um and i know someone who got three of the four i don't know if anyone got four um which would have been cool but yeah so you know we just wanted to you know give a little shout out essentially to some of these like you know, movies that have a psychedelic theme, which is funny because Alice in Wonderland is, uh, you know, literally a children's movie. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think everyone knows that there's some uh, some hints in there. Oh, that. there's some definite hints. I was saying White Rabbit too. Like I, I mean, uh, I'm younger, but I grew up on uh, classic rock uh, thanks to my dad, and I remember, you know, Jefferson Airplane. Um, the band had a song called White Rabbit that was uh, very trippy um in nature as well so yeah. I, I i love that trait um what was the fur uh Alyssa, the the galaxy uh tripophobia one was what another one that i uh pointed out yesterday that i really liked uh what is that one called it's literally galaxy tripophobia hold on yeah yeah find find that one and then and then we'll have Alyssa share also there was some like tie-dye shirts um I don't know. We we went through these yesterday on the stream and it, it's just so much fun to go through. And I, I mean, I love the colors too. Like the, just the, yeah. And that hat, I love that hat and that fur right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love the Paisley hat and the, the suit that matches that. Those ones are awesome. Yeah. See, I have that. Um, what's it called? Is that called tryptophobia? Um, I have that thing where like holes in like skin, or like yeah. small holes and weird things like make me feel uneasy. So these ones are like a, a little weird to me. They're so, not yeah, bad. I was gonna say I feel like then you you can't like them because yeah, like against, this like it's your... not, yeah, it's not bad for some reason. It's I think it's the weirdest like um, you know I, I don't even want to call it fear, but like um, it, it it's it's like the really small holes that really bother me for whatever reason. I don't know why. That's just how I'm wired, I guess. Yeah, I. Uh... While we're going through these, um, I don't know if you guys can answer this, but are there any like hidden traits um, that maybe pay tribute to uh, movies or other projects where it's not listed in the name of the trait? So maybe people would have to do a little bit more digging or people haven't figured it out yet. Anything that's like hidden mm -hmm. beyond? I'm trying to think. Um I think I'm going to mention most of those. Danny, are we missing any? I mean, there's the Mad Hatter right above there. That hat there, yep. Um, that, that one's sweet. Yeah, I love that one. Um, I think just the ones that we mentioned, I believe. All right. Alyssa, any uh, any traits you want to call out from, from looking at these? I'm a sucker for drippy. Oh anything. yeah, the drippy ones you were like yesterday. Yeah. yeah, I, I love, love drippy. <laughs> yeah. I love the. Yeah. Uh, I like the radioactive drippy. The the uh, the green one. Yes. Yeah. Let's see it. No, yeah, the drippy ones are sweet. So. 
and the OJ. And I, like, I love those. I love those robes. You could almost you could almost call them like maybe a cult robe, you know. But <laughs> it's not a cult robe. There you go. Right. Yeah. Oh, and those pit oh. vipers are some of my favorites too. Yeah, the green is sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drip, drippy is is awesome. Uh, I, I'm scared to do this because the chat's already been going crazy. But uh, how, how about you guys out there watching? Uh, throw out some favorite traits, or uh, oh I mean, throw throw out your number, right? And maybe we'll uh, we'll pull up a couple to look at. So, uh, Alyssa, if we can keep up with the chat, uh, let let's see what everyone has to say there. <laughs> and those ones are cool. Those, so those are the ceremonial ropes. There's only ten that exist there, and it has the Hollow Labs chain on it. Um, uh, yeah. So those those ones are super rare. Super rare, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's see what the chat's saying. Uh, I saw some numbers, Alyssa. I don't know if you if you're feeling brave and want to pull some up. <laughs> okay, I got you guys. Okay, just type in whatever whatever you see, and we'll uh, we'll look at it. See, we love we love doing this and like looking at the different ones, looking at the traits, looking at. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love that jacket. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, and those are, those are the HUD glasses. Those yeah. are. I'm pretty sure those are super rare. Two seven zero two. Shout out, uh, whoever threw that out. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's sweet. What else? We oh, these numbers are flying. They're flying in the chat. Ooh, Ooh I like yeah. that. That's oh, and the churl, the churl's t-shirt. Yeah, in the in the. The matching uh, mushroom fur and mushroom uh, hats, awesome. Yeah, see that's sweet. Yeah, the, com- the combo. Yeah, that's awesome. Alyssa, how about like one, one or two more, and, and then we'll, and then we'll move on. We could we could look at traits all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you guys ever do this? Do you like go back and like just kind of like scroll through and oh look and God. find st- yeah. find stuff that you didn't even know was in it? Yeah, I mean, we spent so much time looking at these traits. I yeah. mean. We've been not only we've we been looking at them for like four months, but you know the days leading up to our final generation. I mean, we were all scrolling through. Oh, see, okay, there's the backcountry shirt. Yeah, the backcountry. See, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah, and they got the. I don't. I don't even. I. I actually didn't deal with a lot of the art generation, so I don't know. Still don't know what some of them are called. I don't know what that face is called, but I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, what's that one called? Solana shout. Solana shout. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I. I love that face. Um. Oh, and that piece of on the on the. If you go back, the the piece to the right, um, the fur. Oh, where'd it go? Uh, it's it's basically the fur that's titled Fig. So that's just literally one of our artist pieces of artwork, like drawn onto oh. a uh, drawn onto a fur. And we thought it'd be cool to have him, like, you know, have a little shout out there. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Sweet. So that's that's one of his like, because he's he's like an actual psychedelic ar- artist. So like, he's, yeah, he does like really incredible pieces um, that aren't these like funny little apes. So um, we thought it'd be cool to kind of have one one of those in there, um, and yeah. that piece, which is on his Instagram uh, at Fig House, is amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, what was the one? There was one where like there's like the planets. It looks like the planets are like orbiting uh, around the head. We, yeah. we found that one yesterday. That one was pretty cool too. Yeah, that one's sweet. That one was hard. That one was actually um, that one was like uh, it was hard to make look right because sometimes it would look like um. It's, it was like one of those optical illusions where it would like flip somehow, like it based on like if the planets were in front of the little orbit line. Or oh, there we it. go. Yeah. Yeah. So like we had to mess with that for a while. Well, um, it came out. It came out great. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it did. So, it did. 
Yeah, no, that's that's sweet. So, uh, all right, guys. Uh, before before we head on to what's next, uh, any any other traits here? I don't think so. Like you said, yeah, we could talk traits all day. All day. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we if you look up the like the blotter the blotter background trait, like that's every single one that has a blotter background trait is a legendary. So like all of those. All of those combinations are, you know, they look great. You know, they, oh, yeah. they're yeah. all super yeah. vibrant. There's yeah, that rabbit ex- again. Yeah, yeah we I, use love exclusions. The, I love the white rabbit. We use exclusions for a generation on these. So, like, um, the blotter backgrounds could only have, like, certain traits that were, like, super rare to begin with. Awesome. Um, so that's why they're all, like, rare furs, you know, rare hats. Um, yeah. There's a caterpillar. Oh, those are actually, I forgot about those sunglasses. Those sunglasses are. Yeah, yeah those are some of my favorite, too. Yeah, those are sweet. Yeah. 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 This background, I definitely remember seeing when we were looking at uh, the, the top selling um, the ones too. So definitely a, a rare one and a well-loved one by, by people out there. So, yeah. um, all right, guys. Well, I, I want to turn away from uh, the, the traits for a minute. You know, we, we talked to founders of projects and, you know, obviously Discord is, is so important um, within the NFT community. So, I don't know if you guys want to want to be honest here, but like how much time do you guys spend in Discord like on a daily basis? Are, are you pretty active there? And why is Discord so important for, for a project? Um, so I'm I'm now trying to spend a lot more time there since I, you know, since we are now kind of we have the holders chat. We can chat with the people who are in the project. Um, but before it was kind of like it was our mods and our community manager King that was mostly doing it. So like it, it was, it was hard to get in there cause we were so busy. Like we'd pop in every once in a while, but we, we usually like for, in order for our um, holders or potential holders at the time, to like get to know us, we utilized like spaces. So we did man, a, a ton of spaces, probably somewhere between 15 and 20 before. Um, and so that was kind of our way of like, you know, having them, you know, be, being able to get to know us and, um, chat with us so um but yeah now the plan is to be in there a lot more and i you know i pop in there now every once in a while you know have a 30 minute chat and then got it got a dip to do something like this right like um so there's there's still stuff we have to do but um yeah i think i think that's going to be much more of a um common thing now that we're kind of actually building the, the holder community danny what about you yeah, um, I you know I, I try to pop in mostly when I pop into the Discord. It's really to talk to the mods and the community manager and kind of you know get a feel for how the community is going. Um, Pre-mint, it was just really really hectic in there. It was hard to really hold a conversation with anyone. Right. Uh, we had like a one to two minute cooldown timer in the main chat, and as soon as you sent a message, it was gone. Um, so yeah, now now that it's postman and it's you know calmed down a little bit, we are you know we're able to get in there more. Um, obviously, we want to kind of build that that bigger connection with the community directly, and we think you know Discord's a good a good tool to do that with. Um, you know the difference between our Discord and our um, and our Twitter. Our Twitter, we kind of try to stay in our brand voice with all the tweets we make, and you know it's a little bit more cryptic. But in the Discord, we're able to kind of um, lay things out in a more detailed way and kind of go outside of that voice a little bit just to help people understand what we're actually doing. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys both mentioned uh, uh, Twitter spaces and our our Twitter, you know, being used for the brand. Um, That's something, you know, at Benzinga, we do some Twitter spaces with different projects. uh, 
and, and it's really a great tool. Um, can you just talk a little bit about, you know, how Twitter Spaces helped before the Mint to, you know, maybe answer some mm -hmm. questions, get some stuff, you know, out there for people and also how it could be used as a tool going forward once we get, you know, more details on roadmap and what's ahead? Yeah, I think the um, the big thing we want to do with Spaces is like, you know, it's, it's one thing to kind of hear someone or see someone type something on Discord and read that. It's another thing to kind of like hear someone talk about the project and kind of get an idea of like maybe like how well-spoken they are, how passionate they are about the project, you know, that kind of thing. So we use those to kind of build rapport and build trust because we do have a mysterious, you know, roadmap. And like the whole idea is um, trust the process. That's the thing we have over and over. So we figured if we were kind of sitting behind the computer the whole time and like um, not, you know, not really letting ourselves like kind of be heard properly, then people would just have a hard time like trusting that we're going to do something. They would, you know, assume it's going to be some sort of rug and, you know, we're just going to stop working on it after. And it was also a really good way for us to explain our backgrounds, essentially. Um, and, you know, I, I guess I haven't covered it here, but yeah, like I said, mine is in the music industry world, which I've compared a lot to like how you build hype with NFT projects. It's, it's kind of the same thing. It's fostering community. It's proper branding, proper hype. Um, marketing and then kind of explaining the experience so that kind of just my background in that really shifted right into this um, and so I was able to kind of explain that on all these spaces we've done and I think that hyped people up they just know that you know I think I think it's nice knowing um, that someone is building this brand this business that's that has done that before right so like that's what we kind of use the spaces to do as well as just like yeah get outside of the cryptic announcements um on twitter and just a way to like kind of just like be ourselves and like let everyone know what's really going on yeah awesome uh danny anything to add about you know twitter versus discord the the benefits of each one the differences um yeah like you know like i touched on earlier with discord um we can kind of go a little bit more in depth of what we're you know what we're actually trying to convey um and yeah, on, on Twitter, we utilize spaces a lot because it's just more personable um, where, you know, it's, you know, it's it's easier. You, you gain that trust a little bit more when you can, um, you know, connect a, a voice, a voice to the name. Awesome. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, some other projects. So you guys, you know, mentioned you got into the NFT space. You did this. Um, I think I saw you guys did like an AMA with uh, the gods and one of you guys referenced that. Are are there other Solana or Ethereum NFTs that you guys are holding or following? Um, you know, obviously you're busy with this, but outside of the project, uh, what what other NFTs uh, really draw you in? Yeah. Um, so on Solana, yeah, I, I I've had D God uh, D God since January, I think. Um, so. Not, not their early days, but um, compared to now and like where the floor's at, I mean, very early in that sense. Um, and I've had, uh, I bought a Cats. I, I love that community. I do have an OK Bears. You know what they've done has been crazy. Um, I have a bunch of smaller ones that I can't even really remember. Oh, I have an Astrals. Um, we've been talking to those guys a lot. And they're, since they have uh, Shaq involved in their project and Shaq's a DJ now, we're kind of just in talks about some cool shit we can do. Um, man, I don't even remember what else I have. I, you know, I, it, it's, it's kind of unfortunate. I haven't been 
able to buy as much when I've been working on this project for the past four months. And, um, you know, recently we've gotten whitelisted for some cool stuff. Um, I think I have a, a dope head still. Um, I don't know. I have to pull up my phantom. There's, there's a whole bunch of shit in there, including st random stuff that people have sent me. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Danny, what, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've have a lot of stuff in my wallet, but honestly, like a lot of the stuff I hold are just like projects that never went anywhere or just, or just rugs in general. Um, one of, you know, one of my favorite projects that I'm holding is um, stoned ape crew. Um, they're, you know, they're really centered around the, um, the cannabis industry. And, you know, I kind of really connect with that and they do, you know, they've been doing some inner life event stuff, which I think is cool too. Um, and something we want to you know implement with our project. Um, but other than that, yeah, you know, I've just been for my, for my personal wallet, I've just been, I've been watching our, you know, us on the secondary market and kind of just sniping all the ones that I like. And so, yeah, I'm really just, just hoarding, Hoarding Trip and Ape Tribe, you know, just investing in myself because I, you know, I really believe in what we're doing and what what we have planned for the future. Love that, uh, you know. So I mentioned at the top, uh, Solana breaking records, and you guys were part of that over the last twenty four hours. We we try to cover, you know, both Ethereum and Solana and even others, you know, like Flow with NBA Top Shot uh, on the show. So there's been a lot of questions from people about Solana NFTs and a lot of people that maybe are hesitant to, you know, branch out and go into Solana. Can you guys just share, you know, since since you have the background there, why should people be looking to either get into Solana NFTs or diversify themselves, you know, with both Ethereum and Solana? Of course, not financial advice, just, you know, throw out some some reasons for Solana here. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I in my opinion, one of the reasons I've always liked, uh, one of the reasons I've liked Solana so much is because, it's it is a smaller community and again now that might change but you know it, everyone kind of knows each other we kind of all know like which mints we're going after right and which you know which projects are going to be best to buy on secondary so if you kind of just follow the trends you can you can see you know what's what's next essentially um and i've always thought that was fun so i don't want to say it's easier to to do well in solana but um for me it is at least um and the other thing is like there's just a lot more you can do with Solana because there's not that giant gas fee. Like, for example, our utility, um, we're going to have so many times where you have to approve some sort of transaction that if, if they had to do that with a gas fee, you know, whether that's $15, 50 bucks, depending on how crazy it is, it would just be, it would be too much for people. Like people would not, they, they just wouldn't do it. Like the end reward wouldn't be worth it, um, at least in their eyes. So um that that's a big piece like you can do a lot of cool on-chain stuff with it um that's just difficult to do on ethereum you know a lot of projects are doing um stuff like the, these different quests or staking or you know these um raffles for example i mean uh you know god's probably has the best um raffle or you know famous fox has a really good one too but it's like these little micro uh transactions that like for us on solana they don't mean anything it's like we're spending you know, a penny or, you know, whatever to get it done. But on ETH, like that would be a central amount of money to do these all the time. Um, so, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons, in my opinion, the on-chain stuff just becomes a lot more reasonable. It just makes a lot more sense. Uh, Danny, say, same question for you. Uh, Solana, uh, why should people be looking at Solana? Um, I think, you know, 
just recently, I think, you know, OK Bears kind of ushered it in. Like there is there are a lot of people on the east side starting to pay attention to Solana, um, which, you know, way more than they ever have. It's always been kind of um, this ongoing joke where, you know, people on Twitter are like, hey, the ETH whales are coming. But now they really are like uh, we've we've been we're, we're just Solana as a whole is just getting a lot more attention from the entire NFT space. And there's you know, we see the increased volume. Uh, we see the increased social metrics on all these Solana projects that we've never seen before. And, you know, Solana is really just evolving and we're we're coming into a new era of Solana. And I think people are starting to take notice. And so if you, it's still super early. So getting in now, you're going to be a part of um, that new era. Awesome. All right. Well, it looks like we're out of time. So before we let you guys go, I, I know again, the, this huge mystery around the project, but uh, if you could just share maybe uh, something to look forward to, uh, some times people should look forward to, or just any reason why people out there should uh you know be looking at your project for for the long term without giving too much away lysergic how about you so um the first piece that's like the most crucial part of this journey um is happening very soon um and there's going to be hints to there's already there's already actually hints about it um some people have a pretty good understanding of what it might be and we're gonna i believe charles has blessed us with the transmission um that will be coming out today that will maybe even make it a little more clear. Um, yeah, we know everything right now is when announcement, when utility, when this, when that, um, you know, where we literally are on just past 24 or excuse me, 48 hours. Of, Day two of guys. Day two, yeah. And not yeah. to mention we were, we all, we all went down to Miami um, to meet, to do the mint and yeah. we slept like one or two hours each night. So like even yesterday it was like, we were catching up. Um, so yeah, just j just give us a second. But yes, it's all going to be starting very soon um, with this first piece that I don't know, it could seem small to some people. But once the story unravels, you'll realize how important it is. Awesome. Danny, uh, same question before we let you guys go. Yeah, just a f just follow up on that first piece. Um, it, you know, it's something that a lot of projects talk about and, um, you know, that never really get gets done. Um, and the fact that we're going to be doing it so early and, you know, just in the fashion that we're doing it, it's really going to be a big look and is going to provide a lot of value for our holders. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, it's just, it's really just about trusting the process. You know, right now, a lot, there's a lot of impatience. Um, obviously this, this space as a whole, is just really has a short attention span. So, um, so we understand that, you know, the, the more we draw this out and, you know, postpone on the announcement, um, you know, people are going to get real impatient and frustrated, but yeah, it's just, you know, follow the code of Charles, just trust the process and just be patient and it will reward you. And I, I want to follow up on that. Um, actually what Danny and I are talking about are two different things. So it's, it, those are oh. kind of our two different, um, early pieces that we'll there we out. go guys two pieces yeah. see yeah. Be, be patient trust the process yeah we, we yeah. got two pieces coming soon so uh lysergic danny this was a blast um i want to thank you both for coming on the show taking time out of your busy schedules and that sleep that you guys are lacking right now so <laughs> thanks for coming on and hey we look forward to having you back on um you know when we do get some of these pieces so we can chat more likewise man just let us know we're on yeah, awesome. appreciate, Thank you, appreciate you having us. Of course.
All right. So Danny and Lysergic, Trippin' Ape Tribe, guys. Uh, thank you so much for this community, for, for showing up, right? A uh, ton of people here watching. Uh, just a reminder, again, smash that like if you have not already. Subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel. We run this show Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern time. We've had some great NFT teams, founders, community leaders, uh, and investors out there join us. And we've got more coming. So we'd love to have you guys check in. And uh, I think that's going to do it for today. So we'll be back next week. Stay tuned. You got pre-market prep at the close coming up soon where they'll talk the latest stock and crypto headlines if you're into stocks and crypto. And as always, we will catch you next time on The Roadmap. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.